And now, two old school guys talking about music and stories about their radio days. It's T-Man and John, the music freaks. I'm glad he said school because I was starting to get offended. (laughs) What's this old crap? What is that? I don't know. T-Man and John, you know, I've been very excited to do this with you. I don't know how you felt. But uh, I've been thinking about this for a while. I, I, you know, when the podcast thing started exploding all over the world, mm-hmm. I said to myself, no, I don't want to do that. Everybody's going to have a podcast. Everybody and their brother hanging out in their garage, hanging you, out wherever. You were correct. And it did happen that way. But, you know, the more I thought about it, uh, for what we know and what we love, music, radio. Well, I love music more than radio. Yes. But I still love radio. Not as much as music. I mean, we're going to get into all that because this is our first episode. Lord knows how this is going to go, if there's going to be a second one. Yeah, um, this is like the pilot. <laughs> see if anybody <laughs> will pick it up. Yes. <laughs> it's a new sitcom called Who's Got the Butter. There you go. Yeah. Eh, Olio margarine. I'm going to float it. Anyway, John and I have known each other for going on damn near 40 years. Yeah, and the damn near part is right. Man. Yeah. That's incredible. It, it's amazing when you stop to think about it because it doesn't seem that like that long. No, it is. It's it's a flick of a flick of a of a switch, man. It is. Real quick. It really is. But John and I have never done a show together. Mm-hmm. And now we've worked down the hall from each other. And we worked on the same radio station at a, in the in the 80s. For, we did. But I did mornings and you did afternoons. Right, at 95X. Yeah. What a fun station. Man, that was fun. If you got past the hum, it was great. <laughs> it's the worst engineered station ever. Yeah. Just, had, a, just imagine your favorite song from 1985 with this. All the way through it. Yeah. In the background. Yeah. 100,000 watts of hum. And you'd call the engineer and he'd be at Burger King. <laughs> I, I'm, on, oh, I'm on my way. I did that one day. He was literally in the drive-thru. And he was not going to get to the station until he got his freaking Whopper. Okay? And he'd come in, he'd come in with the Burger King cup in his hand. Yeah. And it's still sweating because it's cold. Right. And he would go, oh, yeah, I was at the transmitter. <laughs> He's been. I'm at the transmitter since dawn. Oh, and he's got a fresh, fresh Burger King cup and you know biscuit off the side of his mouth. Yep. Yeah. Well, he did work his ass off. There's no doubt about Poor it. Poor guy did. It was nobody else there. Nobody else there was him. Yeah. No assistant. No uh, helper of any kind. So we did work. We'd work together for a uh, in, on the same radio station for a while. We did. And then we worked in Daytona for a short time, and I was doing weekends. And um, and so, but after that though, we've just stayed in touch and hung out together, but never been able to do uh, anything uh, together recorded. So this is going to be blast. Man. This is going to be a whole lot of fun, and that's what it's intended to be. It's not going to get political. It's not going to get heavy. It's going to be light and entertaining, and it's us talking about music. Now, granted, uh, we may know a lot, but we don't know everything. No. But we're just going to have a whole lot of fun, and um, I, I I want to start it now and just say this is the getting to know a show. A lot, a, a lot. Of, <laughs> John's laughing because of something we'll play later. Uh, no, like, don't, don't, don't give I'm, it away. I'm don't, playing it now. No, don't give it away. No, no, I'm, no I'm don't play it now. No, no, wait. I got wait. the control for what? Wait. People are already tuning out anyway. We haven't got anything. <laughs> How do you know they're tuning out? If they don't know out. the engineer at ninety five X, then they're done. Oh lordy. They're t- I need Julie Andrews. There she is. Getting to know. There, there she is. Oh. Getting to know all about. I didn't pick this. Tony sent this to me. To I play. sure did. Yeah. Yeah. All right, kill it. <laughs> My butt. Oh, you're playing it. Oh, you're getting you. 13 more seconds of this. Okay, okay, thank you. It's still better than Terry Jack's Seasons in the Sun. Sorry. Uh, it's a close competition, no, if you ask me. No, it's not. Okay. No, it's not. Um, but back in the day, 
before John and I met each other, um, up in Syracuse, New York, there used to be a radio station called WOLF. Uh-huh. And uh, that was like the ape of New York. Right. Or central New York, I should say. That was the top 40 blowtorch. It, it was. For people listening in London right now who don't even know what ape is. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so anyway. Ape was WAPE Jacksonville, legendary AM station that went FM. It's still on the FM. Here's a blowtorch top 40. Yep. And uh, it was just legendary even outside of Jacksonville, which Absolutely. is where we are located right now. That's right. Oh, you gave it away. This is where our bunker is located. Yeah, the Bat Cave. Yep. But um, my dad did radio sales at WOLF. And one day when I, uh, I guess, showed an interest in music, he said, you know what, son? I'm going to take you to work. I said, "What work where? Because I had no idea where he would go every day. Right. And then all of a sudden we show up at this radio station. I'm like, oh, my God. How old were you? Eight. Eight. Okay. This is WOLF, the station I listened to. You know, back in the day, you only had an AM radio in your car. Sure. They were all preset. And OLF was one of them. Exactly. And we, I listened to that more than probably any of the others. When you ride past the radio station you grew up listening to, and like you're little and you ride past the actual building, you're stunned. At least I was. Maybe that's yeah. why we're both gotten radio. But We did. And uh, so I walk in there and I see the program director, Jim Sims. He's doing afternoons, two to six. The guy's sitting there with a t-shirt on, shorts, and sneakers. And you're thinking. And he's got his feet up on the desk. And he's blaring music. There's this big old speaker in the corner of the room, and it's just blaring to where your ears would bleed. And I went, yep, that's what I want to do. Well, then he added to that. We were about to leave that afternoon, and he goes, come here. I go down the hall. He says, I go out in the hallway, I should say. Right. And he points down at the closet at the end of the hall (laughs) and says, Price closet? See that closet? (laughs) Go open the door. And I'm thinking, what the hell's behind the door? But okay, I'll go. Loaded with 45 records. Oh, dude. 45 RPMs. And he goes, take what you want. I'm not kidding you. It's like being in a candy store. It is. I I still have a lot of the records that I picked up from him that day, I still have in my collection. That's crazy. I'll never part with those. Man. It's hard to part with any of the vinyl, but I mean, then I was sold. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm playing radio in my bedroom. I record commercials onto a cassette from the radio. I'm playing those during my radio show, and here there are kids out playing in the street. My mom and dad are wondering what is he doing up there, and uh, they would come up, and I'm like, I'm I'm doing my show. I mean, I really, literally, that's what I was doing. Yeah, acting just like it was a radio show. So from then on, I knew what I was going to do, and then when I became uh, what was 1981. Um, October of 81, I started working in radio wow. and, uh, it was beautiful music overnights and I knew I had to pay my dues. So I did it. Paying your dues. And since then I've done. Saw favorites. That's right. Oh no, no. It was FM 107, a beautiful place to be. Oh, you were at 107.3, what, J-E-E or whatever it was? Uh. I can't remember the calls. I can't either. But you were playing beautiful music in 1981. <sighs> Yes. But it is. That's what, that's what paying your dues is all about. It's like you yep. know, working the overnight while a syndicated show's on or, right. or running, as we used to call it, the God Squad on, yep. sat on Sunday morning and play all the religious programming and stuff yep. like that. Yeah. Yep. Well, I got in trouble doing that one time, doing the Sunday morning I programs. Had a, I had a near miss, too. Go ahead and tell yours. Okay. It was at WAPE, the AM station, the blowtorch. Right. And uh, now, when I say... With the website, this could be explicit. I don't want people to get upset at us, but we're not going to be sitting here like Yellowstone dropping F-bombs. No. That's not what we mean by explicit. Or, or killing each other. 
That too. Okay. But the reason I say that is because of something I'm going to say during this, because it actually happened. Okay. I was uh, playing uh, religious programs, and they were back in the day on reel-to-reel tape. And we only had one reel-to-reel player in the actual WAPE studio. Mm-hmm. So at that time, the program director, um, what was it, Doug Wilson? I think it was his name. Okay. Um, he's got this guy and, you know, I'm, I'm learning the board and I'm learning how to work everything. Cause I'm working in another radio station or two other radio stations at the same time. It's a hustle, man. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, this works, this, okay, I'm good. So then he says, well, we've got back-to-back programs. You got to run them out of another room. So I go in the other room, one of the production rooms, and I have to run back-to-back shows. Okay, fine. It's seven o'clock on a Sunday morning. That, that show airs. And then all of a sudden it gets to be a little before 7.30 and we have a gap in between the shows and there's no commercials. So he said, do me a favor, go on there, give a weather forecast, just be friendly. Okay. All right. All right, fine. So I get in there and I'm like, it's 7.29 at WAPE, partly cloudy today, a high in the low to mid-90s. I can barely hear myself. I see the meter moving, but barely. Mm-hmm. Something in, okay. Partly cloudy tonight with a low in the low to mid seventies, and I don't know why, but I just froze. And I I was in a chair and I rolled back a little bit away from the microphone, and said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> he comes running in from the other studio, slams open the door, hits a jingle, hits the next show. I'm thinking this guy's never, ever, ever going to speak to me again. Right. And I'm out the door. See ya. Fired. <laughs> it was a nice career. Fired. Well, he waits for Fired. 10 minutes. And then he looks at me. He says, oh, by the way, that did go on the air. He says, I'm not going to fire you. I'm not going to reprimand you. I'm just going to say one thing. Don't do it again. <laughs> that was a good, good PD. It was very good. I thought for sure I'd be right there on the sidewalk outside. Key gone no more access to the building playing on highway 17 with that wah, wah music playing that's right walking even though you have a car yeah you were still walking <laughs> and it, all of a sudden it got cold even though yeah. it was summer and, exactly yeah, exactly exactly yeah. now what was your story well i wasn't actually playing the uh the the god squad stuff yet but i was uh, i had to kill an hour i had to kill an, it was an hour of music that we had right no it was the God Squad coming on at six. We had a syndicated show that used to run overnight after uh, Bob Dearborn or Nighttime America. Or oh something. yeah, I remember that show. This is at uh, WJAX AM, uh, the original radio station in Jacksonville. Actually. Okay, all right. And so uh, that was my first job ever, and I did. Um, I, you know, here's the thing too: when you start working, like you worked at all the different stations, right? Um, where I was, if you showed you were halfway competent, he'd give you another shift. Oh. Because the other guy, you know, somebody wouldn't, you know, get all liquored up and not come in. Of course. So I'd get that shift by default. Well, I started out doing Saturday night. Then I started doing Saturday morning and Saturday night. And then the Sunday morning guy, you know, quit or something. So I was doing Saturday morning, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. I thought I was the happiest guy on earth. Are you kidding? wow. You know, you're nuts. So I just ended up staying up one night because I was 20 and so 21. And so I stayed up 
And uh, and so my friend and I, Dave, you know Dave, my friend and I yeah. were uh, hanging out at my house. Dave's a freak. He is, definitely. <laughs> He's at my house and we're listening to all this kind of music. We're listening to, and, and this was a, an adult contemporary station, a little top 40-ish. I mean, so it was a okay. combination back then. Right. Uh, but we're listening at home to really cool, you know, music that we liked a lot, like R.E.M. and, you know, Bob Marley and all this kind of stuff. Of course. And so... We said, man, wouldn't wouldn't that be fun to put on the radio? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I thought, well, let's go do it. Let's call it the escape and we'll come on. We'll turn off Bob Dearborn. Oh boy. At five AM. Oh, Who's boy. listening? It's Sunday morning. Oh boy. So I'm so we go in and we kill Bob Dearborn's show at five AM and we come on with like No Woman No Cry or something from yeah. Molly. Yeah. And I just keep coming on and we're thinking like going, we are playing all of these songs this hour. On radio, nobody <laughs> plays this junk, right? We thought we were the coolest people on earth. Of course, you did. And I, all I ever came on and said was, "This is the escape, ninety-three WJAX." Wow! And went into you know a Warren Zevon deep track. Oh, of or course, something. you did. Everything yes. outside of Werewolves of London was a deep track. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so I'm about twenty minutes into it. It's about five twenty. We're we're the kings. Of radio at that moment. For that moment. On Sunday morning on a station nobody listens to. Or it's all you thought. Yeah. <laughs> Except. <laughs> all the of man, a sudden. The man that matters. The man that matters shows up. And it's um, it's Rich Langloy. And Rich Langloy was my program director, the late, great Rich Langloy. And he was my program director. Yeah. Well, he comes in and he's dressed up kind of. You know, not like radio garment, which is, you know, ACDC oh. t-shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. He comes in like with the, you know, Sunday go to church kind of stuff. Ah. And he walks in. Hey, how's it going? And I was like, oh, hey, man, what's happening? <laughs> what, what, what? You know, I'm sure my voice was that calm. I was about to say it cracked. It felt like that. It's like, <laughs> hey, hey, Rich, what, what, are you, what are you doing here? Oh. And he said, uh. I said, well, you know, so I did get the sentence, what are you doing here out? And he said, ah, oh, yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm doing that uh, TV uh, t- telethon. I'm helping uh, Channel 12 with the telethon this morning. I'm oh, that's why he mornings. was up. Okay. And he had to come in and get something. Okay. Well, I really don't, if, if he was listening to the station, it didn't bother him, which was good. Yeah. Because he just goes, uh, yeah, uh, Dearborn's still cranking. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. As I quietly turned Dearborn back on, uh-huh. and uh, and he goes, "Okay, great, yeah." I just I had to come by and pick something up, and I saw your car, so I just want to say, "Hey." Was that the end of it? That was it. Really? But he came in and certainly got my attention. Scared the hell out of you. <laughs> and so that was great. So from then on, we called it the Narrow Escape. But we had about <laughs> the Narrow Escape. <laughs> we said we got to do that every every Sunday morning. Coming wow, do an escape until Rich comes in. Did you do it again? No, never did. No, never did. But that was the that was the thing. I thought I'm the king of the universe. That's hilarious. You were just playing what you wanted to do because never, ever did we ever get to play what we wanted to do. Anybody in radio understands that, right? Unless you're unless you worked in uh, you know the smallest market ever. Yep. And the boss said play what you want. Yep. Or if you worked. Uh, Back in the days in the early 70s, probably at a rock station that said, okay, here's a wall of records. Just don't play the same Pink Floyd song twice in your shift. Or the same artist. Right. Like in an hour. For sure. Yeah. And that was an empty palette, man. And formats like that were pretty cool. But I came in on that and Rich had come from rock radio. And so we had some of those songs uh, in, in our deep, deep track stuff, you know. So wow. a funky little thing. But anyway, yeah, that was my Sunday morning story. Well, when I met John, 
we were working down the hall from each other. He was on that 93 WJAX, yeah. and yep. I was doing 95X, which was WJAX FM. Yep. Back then, you could do that, I guess, AM and FM. And yep. Does anybody do that anymore? <laughs> I guess they do. But uh, we had two separate formats, and when I met John, I walk in the studio, and he's listening to Al Green in the Q speaker. Needless to say, our format was not Al Green-centric. No, that's why I was wondering what the hell you were doing, because REM is on the air, and I'm going, okay, this guy is that, like... All over the map with music, we're going to get along just fine. That's exactly right. Because so at first, you know, when you meet somebody, if you meet somebody that ever works in radio, especially, you connect them with the format. Yeah, you connect them with the format. Of course. And so you were working at ninety five X, and so I figured, you know, you love that music. That's why you're there. And I, you know, it was it was R and B, but it was the urban East stuff, and it was kind of a little too slick, you know, for my taste usually. Yeah, it was very funky. It was funky, and I like funky, but I just didn't. I wasn't big on the eight, you know. Any, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I just thought of you as being that guy. All you do is like funky music. That's all you liked. You liked the bunch of the funky music. I had the label. Hey, you labeled me, and so you piece of. And yeah, then the anyway. next thing I know, like you know, six <laughs> months later, I'm uh, I've, I was thumbing through some Beatles book and you said, oh, I got that book. Yeah, I've read that book backwards and forwards. And I'm like, you like the Beatles? For a guy who plays Frankie Beverly and Maze all the time? So uh-huh. it was the same way. We, You uh-huh. know, you kind of attach yourself to what you are. And I, at the moment I found out you were a Beatle nut, I thought, oh, well, we, yeah, we are going to get along. Fine. Well, I've done every format except for maybe, let's see, what have I, have I done uh, disco sports? I guess I haven't done that. We need to do it right now. Oh, no, we don't. Yes. No, we don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. John. We'll do it. Trying to get thrown off of a podcast. Before we're Can done. that happen? Before the podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll be the first. We'll, we will be. We'll do Disco Sports one of these episodes if we get one. But I'll I tell you, I mean, the longest I had uh, spent time at a radio station ended up being WAPE. I was there 15 years. And John, is it's incredible in this environment. John has been on the same radio station now for this year will be 30 years. 32. 30, oh, you started in 90. 1989. Oh. Yeah. And he's it, still... It, it will be 33 in uh, in November, or like Halloween. So, I, I, I'm not a big country fan. I never have been. John's been playing that now for 30 years or more. Yes. On the same radio station. So, I figured that, too, would be a wonderful balance for this show. And, um, you know, take it where it may go. You know? Yeah, I mean, we um, really we, we've worked uh, parallel formats over the, all this time. Yep, and still, you know, still love a lot of the music we grew up with. Yep, and then still would be able to find stuff, new stuff that we like, and you know, still being able to play that. Hey, check this out, game. Right, and be able to listen to all kinds of cool stuff. So, well, back yeah. in the day, I did country, and I realized when I was tapping my foot in 1983 to Gene Watson's 14 Carat Mine, buddy. I said, Son. I got to get the hell out of here. Son! <laughs> I was about to say, that's when you finally woken up. You uh, no. woke up and said, no. yes, this is the music for me. No. I want to hear Gene Watson's no. 14 Carat Mine. And Mel McDaniel's Big Old Brew. No, no. <laughs> and Little O.U. Yeah. See? See? <laughs> oh, man. We need to take a break or something. What no, we, we don't need to take a break. Okay. No, this is a podcast for crying out loud. <laughs> See, I'm as thinking radio. As, as soon as you get away from the content, they're going to leave and listen to Joe Rogan again. Oh, so, he's got enough listeners. There you go. Uh, get some Gene Watson for you. Oh, do you really have to? See? Yes, Tony Mann playing all the platters for you See? there in country See? radio. I still recall the morning that I met you. Oh, Lord. So you found yourself tapping your toe to this Gene Watson song and yeah. thinking, I, I, just, I just can't? 
I, yeah, I, I don't know if I, I drank a 12-pack before the show. I, I don't know what really made me go there, but I, I did. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I mean, I kind of ended up wandering into country because it was out of, uh, okay, Gene, thank you. Thank you. Um, Ooh, it that, was, so, that sounds good right there. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. Uh, I was uh, I was working like uh, at an oldie station or something, you know, just part-time, just a little yeah, here and there. And yeah. Figured, always figured I had to get a real job. Right. Uh, and then it was crazy because when, when I, got, and I got married and my daughter was born and I thought, yeah, okay, it's time to, you know, grow up, get a real job. So I'm in my late 20s then. And then at the very, almost about the very same time, we found you start seeing all these multi, this is late 80s, all these mergers of these big companies, yep. every, everything, like every, every building downtown Jacksonville yep. name changed. Yep. And you're like, wait a minute, there's, you know, I wanted to get a stable job. And you look up and you find out that every vice president at First Union Bank was gone. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't think there is such a thing anymore right. as, a, as a real stable job unless you're self-employed. Right. And even that, God help you. Um and I thought, man, no, maybe I'll get back into radio. So I finally did. And that's when I found QIK. They found me that I was available. And the next thing you know, I'm playing country. Now, listen, I'll be the first to tell you at that time in the late 80s, I, I knew the Judds and I knew Reba. That's more than I knew. And George Strait. Yeah. And that was, you know, Randy Travis had just come out a few years oh, before. Yeah. There was some really good stuff. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, there's some good quality artists there. And then, you know, then, you know, you try to, like every format's got its hokey stuff that you kind of live with you know well that's true and so i i just you know said okay i'm going to get to know this format and and i prided myself to be because you know like you and i we're the idiots that before google before google if anybody had a question about music it would be call tony or call, call john yeah and so yeah i, I, I don't miss those two o'clock calls from drunk people going john john <laughs> What was that band uh, Paul Rogers was in before Bad Company? Uh-huh. I like free Fraser. <laughs> I don't miss that. No, I, I, I thank, know. I thank Google for being there now. Well, I tell you what, I uh, when I was working at a small country station just outside of Jacksonville and McClenny, WBKF, I was doing nights in BF. Yes, it was. It was the BF. BFE. Um, I was working there, and this guy kept calling, wanting to hear Hank. Man, you got to play me some Hank. All right, man, I'll get you some. No, I mean, you need to play me some Hank. Okay, 20 minutes later, he calls me again. I knew it was the same guy. Had to be. Yes. And he was the same way. Man, when you going to get that Hank on? I'm like, dude, I, I, I haven't forgot you. I'm going to work it in. Because back then you had to work things in. That was what you always told any listener. that. But you to had to, that's what you had to do. You did. So then the third time... He gets nasty to the point of after he's demanding Hank, <laughs> this is what he says. You know, I know what that radio station is and uh, I got a gun. Oh, well, <laughs> oh, hell, click. I go make sure the door's locked. I close all the blinds. I'm thinking, great. How am I going to get out of here tonight when my shift's over with? But luckily, nothing happened. I did play Hank. To get the Hank on. Yes. Got the I, hang on I, and got I, the I hell out. That was it, baby. Hank in, hell out. <laughs> That's it. Had to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We could go with callers, man. There was this one guy who called, and he wanted, because I was doing a, a request show on Saturday nights. Yeah. And it was, you know. Oh, was that Daytona? Roof. No, this was here, man. I oh, was okay. doing uh, Saturday Night in the Country here. Oh, okay. Oh, here, okay. And so, uh, 
And so we used to get, I mean, literally, it was got close to a thousand calls one night. It was just one of those Good great, night. and we were, you know, hitting those goofy rating stuff. Sure. Anyway, this one guy calls about 10 till midnight and he called and said, Hey, uh, hey buddy, uh, we up here at, uh, up here at Holiday Inn and, uh, Wakerall. And I, <laughs> I was hoping you'd play a, play a song for the, for the woman I love. Oh boy. And I'm like, Oh sure, man. Hey, what, what are we going to get for you? Uh, how about uh, you know forever and ever, Amen, man? From Randy man, Travis. Randy Travis. I like that's great. Well, who's that? Uh, who's the woman you love? What's her name? Let's give her a shout. And he goes, Hang on a second. Hey, baby, what's your name? Oh no! Not kidding. Hey, baby, what's your name? What's your name? And like, you damn right, I played that song right before. Wow. Midnight. What was it like? Candy. Uh, <laughs> we. I didn't get any further. Ginger, I was laughing too hard. Cinnamon. What was her name? <laughs> Uh, hold yeah. on, she's about I to knew, get on stage. I knew Wait it was a minute, a spice. She's about to get on stage. Let me ask her again. <laughs> what in the? Hell? Oh wow, oh, yeah. that's funny. I never got threatened with a gun though, but I just had people calling up for, with the people they didn't really know well. I'll give you a classic ninety-five X story. Okay, when I was working overnights, this is when I was doing. I was literally doing three radio stations seven days a week for eleven months. Luckily, they all let me use Tony Mann on the air. I'd have forgotten who the hell I was. And um, <laughs> it was two country stations, one being QIK. I was working weekends. Right. And uh, McClenny and then 95X. Talk about culture shock. The X. Yes. 95X. Great station. Um, so we're out of coffee of all damn things, and I'm working midnight to six. Are you kidding me? No coffee? <laughs> So my buddy, Errol Johnson, God rest his soul, he was listening to me that night. It was like 10 of 1. And he says, uh, I'm thinking about coming up there to sit with you. You need anything? I said, yes, coffee. 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 Thermos, cup, I don't care what you've got. In I'll take hands. it. Yeah. Uh, no, not, I'm not going there. Come on. <laughs> I had to draw the line somewhere. So uh, here's what happens. You have to go downstairs to let people in. We were on the second floor of the then- Civic Auditorium Building, which is now the Times Union Center. Mm-hmm. Much nicer than it was back then. The, the, the offices are still exactly the same. Well, see, you didn't have to tell me that. Okay. Now, anyway, that just ruins what out, I just said. The outside's gorgeous. Go. Oh, there yes. you go. Yeah, right on the water. It's great. Yeah. So, uh, I'm playing the Gap Band. I'm playing the Humpin' album. Side one or two. Like an album side? Yes. Okay. No, it wasn't. A, no, I was playing Burn Rubber off of oh, it. Oh, okay. That was a hit. Gotcha, man. Yeah. Mer- Shoot, yeah. Mercury Records. Yeah. I'm playing it. It's cut three. Well, there's one more cut after that. It's the title track, Humpin'. Okay. So I hit Burn Rubber. I go downstairs to let Errol in. Uh-huh. There's two doors. Mm-hmm. One is a blue, big old security locked door. The and then blue door. Yep. And then the outside door is glass Glad. with the... Yeah, the handle, you just open, mm-hmm. push it, opens. Yep. So I open that, I hit that handle, open the door for Errol. As I'm opening that door, I hear the blue door behind me go, boom. That's when I realized I didn't have the key to that door. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell, here we go. Yeah, that I door don't know. automatically locked. Yeah, big time. Always, I don't know. Always had to prop it. And there was no picking it. No way you could pick that, that door. Was a, that was solid. That was a uh, heavy-duty lock. So, okay, now what do I do? Besides panic. Um, I just started working there. I might have been there maybe two, three weekends. I don't know anybody's real name. 
I, there's no cell phones back then. <laughs> right. I don't have a phone book. I can't look these people up. I don't know who the hell I'm calling. You know, everybody back then had stage names. Sure. Like one name. Dorian. Dorian. Renee. Sandy. Otis Gamble. That really was one name. That was one. Yeah, but was that his real name, though? <laughs> no. Not, Andy, even, not right. even close. I, it wasn't, see? He didn't even rhyme with it. Steve Fox. Okay. How many foxes are there in the phone book? None. <laughs> so I'm like screwed. At this point, I'm going, I'm so fired. I am so fired. Yep. We're running around the Civic Auditorium building. It's one in the morning. For an hour, we're doing this. So trying they, to find somebody. So what's happening on air, Tone? <laughs> That's what the album sounds like, playing the label of the Gap Band's humping. And a lot of people got a chance to hear that. 100,000 watts with the hum. So, finally, we find this guy with 8 million keys. You actually found somebody? We did. We found somebody. Crazy. Angel, man. Big time. He was part of the maintenance, cleaning, whatever crew. And I'm like, trying to just explain the story. That I work upstairs, the album's going, and I've got to get back up there. So finally, he buys the story. Errol's still with me with cold coffee at this point. (laughs) Couldn't even enjoy that, man. So he just says, come on in. So he lets me back in the building, and we're walking down what seemed to be about 54 hallways. Yeah. And through, and then it's like we a get, labyrinth. In oh, that place. big time! And then we crossed the stage of the Civic Auditorium, which I thought that was cool. But I'm like, okay, that was. I got, I got to get upstairs. Did you go up the stairs? We went up the dumbwaiter. Oh wow! That moved at 0.2 miles per hour, and we're going up. The, I'm like, this thing. Well, people are starting getting used to that. Oh, it was great. They were hypnotic. Back then, you had one request line, and that thing was blinking, 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 blinking. People thinking I'm like dead. At this point. We're upstairs on the roof smoking a joint. That's it. It's probably a weird, well, anyway. Um, so <laughs> let's not get into that. Yeah, let's get back to the playing the label on the record. Finally, we go down another hallway after the dumb waiter, dumb waiter ride from hell. We go down another <laughs> hallway. There. Oh, yeah. Big time. Go down the hall. Turn down. He goes, is this it? And sure enough, it was our hallway. It was like, oh. The Big heavens time. opened, didn't Big it? Big time. And I went, yep, thanks. I go hauling ass down the hallway to get back to the studio. <laughs> and now an hour has gone by. It's like 10 after 2 at this point. More than an hour, really. Right. And uh, so I just, I turn around. There's George Clinton's atomic dog. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yippee, oh, yippee, yippee. Yippee. Threw it on the turntable. Hit the ID. Hit the song. I started answering the phone calls. Man, are you all right? We thought you dropped dead. We thought you quit and left. We didn't know what happened to you. Yeah, well, it's a it's a long story, but yeah, I'm back. Then a few, I, few people called up and said, hey, could you play that f- yeah. song again? Yeah, that was the number one requested song that night. <laughs> and look at you. Right on cue, baby. This is why John's doing the show. Right here. With me. There we go. Yeah, so I will always remember that song Humping by the Get Band and, and Atomic Dog from Clinton yeah I will always, I'll never forget him never I've got a Blue Door story believe it or not Do, oh down there at JAX yes really this was after you left 
And I was there doing like six to noon. They had like four people covering the rest of the shifts. It was in the time that there was, if you were local, 95X was on, and it was about to become WAPE. Right. So there was like this three-week gap, and you had left to go work in Daytona. I did. And so uh, at the time, not everybody, they took all the keys thanks uh. to you leaving. <laughs> they thought, oh, you know, these people are a bunch of derelicts now. Can't trust them. Right. Can't trust them. Take the, uh, so two people had, three people had the key. Engineer, the general manager, and the executive secretary. Okay? Only three people who had a key. Every time you had to come to a, do your shift, you had to call the hotline, and that guy had to come down and let you in. Oh, wow. Yeah. We didn't have keys there for about oh, a month. Oh, wow. Thanks to you. And so. So glad I could help. I, I call. Once, thank God there was a phone booth. We didn't have cell phones. Now I call at the phone booth. Did you change your clothes while you were in there? Yes. Uh, okay. Superman John Scott. And so we always, you know, everybody who ever walked down, you always knew you had to put a piece of wood or something in that door because <laughs> it automatically locked and there's nothing you could do about it. <laughs> or a bad record. A bad you record. You could find but, one of those to yes. stick in there. Yeah. And I had plenty to choose from. Well, I was going to say we had a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, we always did that. It was just na- natural. So yeah. I'm standing outside the gla- same glass window that you are, same right. glass door. Right, right. I'm standing out, and he's walking out, and it's uh, it's Nate Bell. Oh, okay. I remember Nate. Nate. From eons ago. Yes. Yeah. And so Nate's walking out. He was doing overnights. And so I'm there, and Nate's walking out, and Nate just kind of, you know, it was half asleep, because who went and at, you know, 5 o'clock? Duh. And he comes out, and I'm looking, I'm like, and I'm pointing, like, the door. You, you didn't put a wedge in the door or nothing. And I'm pointing at the blue door, and he's like, what? Yeah, <clears throat> didn't get it. So yeah. it was about quarter to six, probably. I, I went on mm. from six to ten. So this is six a.m. on a weekday morning. Sure. Now here's here's what a weird you thought music freak, just about number freak. How about this for me? I had met the engineer. The new engineer came in, and I met him the day before. I wrote his number down once, just to write it down on the board somewhere. The board. Yeah. When he goes, oh, yeah, you can reach me here. So I was like, okay, there, I reached you. Okay, thanks, man. Okay. Never thought, gave it a second thought. Yeah. And I'm we're, we're stuck outside going, okay, now what do we do? Because the uh, secretary, she doesn't get in here like 7. Yeah. 7.15. Uh, the GM doesn't come into like 8. Oh, that was early for him. <laughs> he was young. <laughs> he was still trying to impress people. Green behind the ears. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. And so I thought, oh, wait a minute. The engineer gave me my gave me the number yesterday. You remembered it? I remember the phone number and Stop. called him from the phone booth. One time writing it down you remember the number. Yeah, what I are did. you Rain Man? I know, that's what I'm saying. I got that it's not a it's not a positive trait. Yeah, Trust okay. me. I kind of right. gets in the way of real world. Okay. So I did remember the phone number and the engineer came down, opened the door. We got in at about 6:40 by the time he got there. Right. But all wasn't lost. I didn't have to take the dumb waiter, but I, I do remember that. And so it's so funny. Nate Bell is now like a vice president. Oh, I know. He's like a vice president of some some music, uh, some radio group. He's a hotshot. He's a big hotshot. I know. He's like in Detroit or something. Yeah, he was in Detroit. Yeah. And the last time he got, you know, bumped up to some glamorous gig, yeah. uh, it said, you know, in, our, in the trades, we have the trades, radio trades. We're all, you know, able to get them. And that t- who's who, who's where, who's what. Right, right. And then I saw Nate Bell. Nate Bell is now the Grand Poobah of Detroit. I'm like, oh, amazing. Yeah, let me bring him down to earth. And so I, uh, it's like, you know, you can reach Nate here, you know, the congratulations stuff. So I, I emailed Nate. I got Nate's email. Like, man, I don't know if you ever remember this. And I, you know, I told him, I said, ah, you know, uh, it's John. It's John. And so <laughs> he, uh, and I told him, I said, man, I always think about that time. I don't know if you remember this. La, la, la. I remember the time we got locked out together. Yeah. He wrote back, 
Yeah, and you for some reason you knew the engineer's phone number. Yeah, he said that was. Uh, he goes, I tell that story a lot. He says, you know, so that's a that great story. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy, man. How you remembered that number like that? It, it, yeah, just ask my wife, and she would go, yeah, that's kind of kind of how I have to live life. Now, speaking it, your again, speaking about positive. your wife, you met Jill umpteen years ago. Yeah, still married to Jill through radio. She's yeah. still putting up with you. Yeah, what's well, the matter? putting up with me. 30-something years, right? How long have yeah. you been married? Uh, we got married in 87, so 30, oh, coming wow. up on 35. 35. Look and at you. great how we met story. I was working at that radio station, the same great AM 930 WJAX. But you worked there the whole time I was before there for this? a year. Wow. I mean, it, I, it seems like more than that. I know. It's just so many great stories. It's a freaking come from decade there. in one year. We have it's only one podcast. <laughs> we ain't got to the, and now, day two of John's radio career. <laughs> So I'm. Uh, we were calling the uh, radio. We used to call record stores and find out what their sales were like. You know, how oh, yeah. you, what records are you selling? Oh, yeah. Actually selling. Yeah. yeah. And so now this is go way back. It sure does. And so we talked to all the different uh, record stores, and um, and so we thought, you know, what, what, you know, we were a lowly little station. I mean, we're number twenty-two out of twenty radio stations. That's not possible. Well, this one. Stop it. Hello. And so you were in the negative numbers. I'm. Yeah. My shift. <laughs> And well, yeah, you're playing Al Green and Q. You're playing REM on the air. Well, you're you're playing, all messed you're, up. You're playing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll that never was get, getting better ratings than I was. I'll never get over that flip. Yeah. And so we were uh, making a playlist, and we would print up a playlist, and we asked the record stores if we could, can we put the, you know, do you all mind putting the top 40 of the week, you know? So yeah. we would take those, and, and, and they, we, we printed them up, and it really looked really cute. Yeah. And asked, uh, can you put these in, you know, maybe in your bags, or just people can take them? Right. Do you mind putting this on your counter? And they were all real cool. Record Bar and all the great the Music Smith at the Orange Park Mall. Turtles. Turtles. There's pre-turtles. Pre-turtles? Pre-turtles. Coconuts? This is 83. Oh, not even coconuts. Yeah, coconuts was here. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Music Smith, uh, Abe Levert, Paul Kaiser's record bar, my friend. And so- And Paul Kaiser's still out there somewhere, I think. No, it's Bobby, his Bobby, son. Bobby, his son. Bobby, his son. Right. Yeah. I got a Paul Kaiser story, too, we'll get to. Oh, jeez. One of these years. And so- That'll be the second podcast. <laughs> If, if we make it, if, if we, we make, make it, it past two. this one, well, this story is going to save the entire podcast. <laughs> All right, good. I'm strapping in. Go. I go in, and uh, my cohort and I that work in the radio station, we were running around together doing this and passing them out. And we walk into Music Smith in Orange Park Mall, and we walk in and uh, we say, "Hey, we're with uh, 93 WJAX." Yeah, and um, and and we got these flyers. You know, we're trying to explain ourselves. It's like, do you mind putting these? So we walk in and we say, "Hey, we're with uh, 93 WJAX, 9:30 a.m." And two people, two of the four employees go, hey, we listened to that station. So we're like, what? Are you kidding me? You were on cloud nine at that point. I was, I mean, you could have said anything else and I was good. I couldn't believe two people were actually listening to the radio station to begin yeah, with. Right. Much less people like really cool people that worked at the record store. Yeah. Well, we found out they only had AM radio in the car, but ah, there you go. We were the best AM station, dang it. There you go. So anyway. Playing, walk, playing so Al Green. We say that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> Jill, who I didn't had not met yet, right, says, "Who was working last Wednesday night or whatever?" Yeah, and started laughing. That was and you. Couldn't stop laughing. That was you. Yeah, she fell in love with your laugh. She had her laughing before she knew uh, before she knew me. How about that? And it was crazy. I mean, that was just one of those crazy things that happened. Yeah, that Rich Langloy. 
my program director at the time, was still up late one night yeah. at the station working, and we were working together for like 12 hours that day, and we just punched drunk, as we tend to get uh, when you keep working all day. Yep. And Rich turned around during Total Eclipse of the Heart. Ugh. So, and that's that Turnaround Bright Eyes song, right? Ugh. And the studio was set up where Rich could be sitting in front of me in the studio at that round table that Virginia used to be at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, Jeez. when the Turnaround Bright Eyes part comes on, I'm about to start talking, and Rich turns around with his glasses upside down and gives me a you know a loving look yeah. of uh, Turnaround Bright Eyes. Ah. And I, I, I was trying to get through it, and I got about a, a five words in, and then it just started. I, I couldn't stop laughing. Well, it was the full day of tiredness and whatever, yep. and yep. I laughed for, it seems like five minutes. It was yep. probably 30 seconds, which right. is an eternity in radio. It is. And so she's driving to go pick up a stranger. It was a, it was a, a friend of her, uh, her mom's, you know, daughter kind of stuff, you yeah. know, go, go, go pick her up and y'all go do something, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So Jill's, she's driving out and she's just listening to this guy laugh and she's laughing so hard. She's crying. And she gets there, and the girl goes, well, what's wrong? She was like, I, I don't know. It's the guy on the radio just had me laughing so hard. I'm that, crying. And she, that's and, funny. And the girl's going, that's weird. When then I was like seven shades of red because yeah. who's the guy who just who, yeah. who was you know, had to start laughing the whole time? And I'm right. like, oh, well, forget it with this one. Yeah. I have no chance with you now. Yeah. Look at there. Look at there. 35. Well, we've been together since then. What a great memory, though, for such a crappy song. <laughs> Oh it's wow! So I mean, true. Bonnie freaking Tyler. It's so oh, you know there are some songs back in the day when you had the AM radio or you had a radio with buttons on it that you preset everything and you could just punch out very quickly. That was one of those songs for me. When you heard, as soon as you could hear, how far out. Had, that gone? I was gone, done. Yeah. And, and then by the time it had already hit number one, by you had it by this. I did. <laughs> Totally did. Same with Terry Jack Seasons in the Sun. You and the I mean, Terry it was Jacks already. Bling, 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 and that was out. I was out right then and there. I don't know if I could even get that far with that song. No, don't even look. Stop looking. I'm not. I don't have it. Stop. Good. We're the music freaks, not the music geeks. That would be totally geeky. But you know to what? enjoy Terry Jacks right now. Don't even do it. No. What was it about that song? What was it about that song that made it number one, though? Terry Jacks? Yeah, I mean... Oh, it was bought. And we, <laughs> <laughs> and we can get into stories about that. Oh, yeah, with all the record labels and, and all the payola. And payola and yeah, stuff. Yeah, boy. And you have... Uh, we had, we, 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 that's a great thing to do next time is talk about... We should. Talk about that story about really how you face-to-face met payola. I sure did. And that was crazy. And then It uh, blindsided me big time. Not that I was involved in it, no, but the station was. That you beca- you came face to face with it. So, I did. So anyway, you said a, a song got bought. That's what he is talking about. Yes. But that song evidently resonated because oldie stations at the time, the ones when they still played oldies, they would still play that song. So it must have done well in research, perhaps. So no. what, what was it about that song? Was it only because we were like 13 years old and, and 13-year-old guys? Who who thought that was possibly the worst song ever recorded? It was just at the total time? pop sap. That's what it was sap. If you don't remember the song, we had joy, we had fun, we had seasons yeah. in the sun. See, now, see, uh, I think my wife likes that song still. Already, I'm getting a rash. <laughs> <laughs> just, just by you doing that. But there were people dying in every song in the early seventies. Oh, that there yeah, were there was gonna be a hero. Well, there was just yeah, paper lace. The night Chicago died. Yeah. Um, Playground of My Mind, Clint Holmes. Oh. oh, I couldn't. That one, I actually saw something drip out of the side of the radio. That was just so, such sap. My name then. is Michael. I've got a nickel. Oh. Yeah. It just, yeah. I mean. And what was it? Was it an era? Was it the early 70s that just thought they they had to put that kind of stuff out? What you was know what? It? it sold. 
It absolutely sold. Women were eating that stuff up. Right. And that's why songs like that made it so big. It's just that the the girls that that the girls was loved the, it. that was the time back then that would have been like the in sync and backstreet boys of the nineties. I guess so. It was the same kind of, you know, right. that poppy Because uh, they had the the, the pin ups, the tiger beat guys. Oh god, yeah. David Cassidy and Donny Osmond. Davy Jones. And all yes. And they had all that. Yeah. But then you had these songs with the people Rocky. Rocky, I've never oh, been in love Another before. one. Another one where somebody another, dies. Another one. But those are every song I've mentioned, well, maybe my wife doesn't like that other one, but she likes Rocky still. She likes hearing Rocky now. Does she? She does. Well, and she, the same thing with Seasons in the Sun. So I think it was a it was a young girl thing at the time. Maybe. I don't know. But she still likes Rocky? Oh, if it ever comes on, oh. she'll sing every word to it. Satellite radio. She'll yeah. That's that yeah. She'll oh. even sing the look out, look out part of uh, Billy Don't Be a Hero. No, really? Yeah. I know. And she's a wonderful, a wonderful... I love Jill, but not now. <laughs> Come on. It was a good run, babe. I'm sorry. Yes, it was. I mean, you know, she likes your laugh. And she liked those songs. <laughs> so what does that really oh, she's say? Just, she's just a poor judge what, of things. What does Is that, that what say? You're saying? No, you said it. I didn't go there. Oh, man. Well, we, we have Somehow we had two incredible kids, so... Well, there you go. And we're still together. And you're we, still we're together. We're the only people that can put up with each other, I Yeah, guess. there you go. That's how okay. it is. Well, I'm still enjoying... The majority of the oldies, except when Clint Holmes comes on or, you know, Terry Jacks, because I'm, I'm doing oldies in uh, Palm Coast, Florida, Flagler County. That's cool. Cool 100.9. Now, how, how far, you know, I, I don't I don't get out much. Um, what, how, no, what you don't. Is it the 80s, the 90s and more? No, it's 60s it? and 70s and just touching some of the 80s. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I need to listen more often. Well, yeah, thanks. What's the dial position? Appreciate that. 100.9 and we're all over the internet, of course. Um, I, I, I need you know. to do more homework. Well, you do. And have you listened to my internet station? I've listened to that more than that other thing you're on. Because you're... <laughs> the one, 100.9? i got to write this down. That other thing you were on. I didn't mean it that way. Because John's even on my internet station. Oh, yeah. i got he, something on you're there. You're introing all of my retro moments. See? How about that? Yeah. TonyManRadio.com. I've been meaning to bill you for so, that. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> good luck, buddy. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Uh, 101.9. So you are playing oldies. And no, so- 100.9. Oh, See, you're writing down the wrong frequency. What the hell is wrong late. with you? It's, I wake up early. Uh, yeah, you do. Okay, 100.9. Cool FM. What, you're on now? No, when are you on? Yeah, I'm on 10 to 3 middays. 10 to 3, okay. Yep. I do all this stuff out of my house. Technology has changed radio so much. I remember when I used to have to go into radio stations, regardless of how I felt, and do a live show. I did that for 30-plus years. Right. Now, everything is, as they call it, voice-tracked. Is it better? Or, or do you think it's better that you're able to do that? And if you halfway screw a breakup, do you think it's better that you can go back and, and retool it? Yes and no. Yeah? Yes and no. Um, I have always loved the live aspect. It to me, it's more of a rush. It's more of an adrenaline thing mm-hmm. when you can really listen to music, listen to the music, feel the music, and all that. It's not like that now. I agree that the fact is that especially if you're if you're just walking up music, and, and I always thought there was an incredible craft to that. There was an incredible craft to making a song sound better just because you're talking over it. Right. You know, because some now uh, people won't even listen to the music when right. they're tracking something. Right. And, and you can hear it. You can I, tell. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't hear the music. Right. I don't. And so, but you know the song, and now you know how that song goes. You know, you kind of can feel, you know it's an up-tempo tune. You know you're working through it. But It's not the same. It's not the same. 
because I used to love it. I mean, those were my, and a lot of people, you know, pick out their favorite DJs. And especially at the time, there was usually uh, the morning guys, you know, they're the stars of the show kind right, of stuff. Right, right. And being a morning guy, you would have thought that's who I would have gravitated to, but it's not. I right. Because I got into radio, as you did, yep. sheerly. For the music, yeah, I was the guy who I uh, I was the guy growing up going. Uh, I would make mixtapes before they were you know considered nerdy. Oh, yeah, me too. I made tapes for for friends to go. Here's my f- ten favorite songs that I own, and I would I would give them to them. And it wasn't so, Terry Jacks or Clint Holmes not, or any of not those. Not one to it? be found. There I remember the first one I made. Al Green. Al Green. Yeah, no, I'm not joking. I knew that. Tired of being alone. Yeah. This is 1971. I was in sixth grade. Yeah. And I made the, like a mixtape for my buddy Mike Denny. And wow. uh, we were in class together, and uh, it would, I remember Al Green, Tired of Being Alone, and uh, Lee Michaels, Do You Know What I Mean? Great song. And uh, One Car- Hit Wonder. Superstar for the Carpenters. Oh, wow. You just lost me again. Those are the... Th- you don't like the... Wait you, a- you just lost me again. The my wife, Carpenters? My wife loves the Carpenters. Well, as she should. Karen was a Carpenter. And the... And the f- <laughs> And you were a lady. Which Mary, where in the hell are you anyway? going? Uh, what, yes. the, what is the, Oh, man. Yeah, no, my wife loves the Carpenters. I think Richard Carpenter, an excellent piano player. But every song he was in, all he had to do was go, oh, uh, that was his part. I used to say, aside from Richard Carpenter, Karen Carpenter has one of the greatest voices I know. ever. I, I'm not taking away from her talent. And some of the songs were amazing. I'm not taking away from her talent. She was amazing. She was. That anorexia thing just it, oh, man. it killed her, and I, 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 so it's such a sad story. I'm not taken away from her talent. It was just too sappy for me. Even like superstar? Yes, long ago and oh so far oh. away. It was just too sappy for me. Man, sorry. And rainy days and Mondays is too sappy. So, come one on, the, one, that's one of the most angst-ridden songs. Come on, ever. Come on, stop. That's a song of. De- You're showing me a side of you blue. that I never knew, and I don't like it. Oh. <laughs> Talking to myself and feeling like, oh, and I, the part I, I didn't dig was that Richard Carpenter's multi-track and junk in the background. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's about no, all he did, just, right? Here, yeah. Here's how you here's how you produce uh, Karen Carpenter: play, record. That's it. Walk out of the room. Right. Let her get done. Right. You walk back in. You hit stop, and then you yep. press it. And go to Herb Alpert at A and M Records and say, "Where's my check?" Oh, that was awful. And so you awful are not a Carpenter's fan. Can't say that I am. And don't even hit me with air supply. Come on. Well, don't worry. Don't go there. To me, they're, making, not, they're not even close. Making songs out of nothing at all. As Easton. That, that's what, what the one song they did should what have was been first, called. The first song they had actually got played on a rock station. All Out of Love? Um, Lost in Love. Something Lost with love. love. Yeah, because that's all they did. That's what they did. They don't know much. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lost in Love. That's what That was the yeah, first one. I that think. was it. Rock stations actually play that. Um, back in the day, that was no, a, they didn't. Well, rock no, not, they didn't. Rock ninety five did. No, what the what station's that? Where's that? That was before it became ninety five X. And they played Air Supply. Yeah, that's not rock. All right, tell me about it. Come on. Yeah, but with that, you know, that was back in the day, though. When you think about oh, it, in boy. the late seventies, you had formats. Uh, you didn't have just uh, the one hundred and fifty song safe list and in, in, in rock music at the time. Mm. You didn't have that, mm. and so. Stations would play James mm. Taylor. Mm. Rock stations would play James Taylor mm. and Pink Floyd within mm. the same hour. Mm. And that's when adult contemporary music got away from easy listening yeah. and actually said, why don't we just take these real soft rock tunes yeah. and we'll make it a format and then y'all keep Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. Well, the rock stations were playing Beat It because Eddie Van Halen did the guitar. Right. But never said Michael Jackson. Oh, I know, because there was idiots. Right. 
That was but, just that, how idiotic was that? Well, it's that was just stupid. Like that's how they worked their way around it and played it. Yeah, and that was dumb because that wasn't. Yeah. That's a great rock song. I know. And so, but this late '70s stuff when you had Dan Fogelberg and you had oh, now see, you said great and Dan Fogelberg in the, in the same line. Don't get me started. Come well, on, I've got a John. Soft, I've got a soft rock side that you don't know. You about. sure do. I've got mellow rock. He's a softy. I'm a mellow gold guy. Oh. Hey, is that mellow gold? And I, um, <laughs> no, man, there's some beautiful music there. Now I had to go back to that stuff. I had to go back to that and enjoy it because. As a late in the late seventies, I was seventeen, eighteen, and that was not you know you had to have ACDC and you know all that stuff on, and but really I mean I would go home and listen to I like Dan Fogelberg a lot. Did you and, like disco? Uh, some of it, yes, yeah. I loved it. Good. Some of it, right, good. I can I, I can still look at you now. <laughs> but this that, Dan Fogelberg air supply thing that we I went didn't off like on. Air, I didn't say I liked it. I said they played it on the rock we, station. We went off on a boat there somewhere and we were sinking fast. Well, you know what we were doing? We were sailing. See, it takes you takes away. Me away. Thank you. The, the the rock stations would play that stuff. You know? I know. They, well, they, they didn't know what the format was, obviously. <laughs> and they well, just, the, when, when the corporate radio stations came in, when those other markets that yeah. were playing everything on rock radio, right. these corporate stations came in and played 250 of the same songs yeah. and, and, and killed them. They, yeah, totally. And, and that's what happened. And totally. then people, whatever happened to that kind of, well, yeah. uh, another, it was, it's a business and yeah. people knew how to do it better than the other people. By the way, if you have an opinion about any of this, tmanandjohn at gmail.com, email us. We'd like to get some freak mail going. So T, T what is it? T-man? T, T, T-M-A-N-N and John. All words at gmail.com. He's writing it down. He's going to remember that like he's going to remember that phone number from the engineer. I am. After writing it down one time. Well, I, f- I find this very good that I got to know you like this. Oh, dear. There she is again. Ah. I mean, I know I'm losing some hair, but I'm not Yul Brenner for crying out loud. Etc. Etc. I'm thinking I need a cup of tea and stick my pinky up in the air while I'm drinking it. Come on. Do you remember where, that, where that's from? You know what that musical that's from? Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot. Your old brother, King and I. King and I. There Thank you. Yeah, that okay. was it. See, he remembers that. <laughs> Freaking Dan Fogelberg, okay. the King and I. I'm not going to tell you how much so, I like choke tunes. See, I've learned so much from you this today. I don't know if we can do an episode number two. I don't I don't know. I think we'll continue to blow each other away with the stuff. I didn't know your dad worked in radio. Yeah, he that's did. What I, that's what I learned today. Yeah. I didn't know your dad worked in radio, and I didn't know you had a blue door story. Like yeah. I did. I oh, never. Yeah. I don't think I ever heard that story from you. I think a lot of people years. had that. Well, I'll, I'll I'll add on one more thing for that blue story, and then we'll get out of here. All right. Uh, after it all happened, I went home. I slept for a few hours because I worked all night, and I got up. And at the time, my first wife, um, who shall remain nameless, I looked at her and I said, "I got to call Steve. He was my boss." I want him to hear it directly from me. I don't want him to hear it from an outside source or anybody else that's going to talk the flip story. Right. Yeah. So I called him. It was like quarter after 12 that afternoon. And I said, Steve, I got to tell you a story. I told him the story and I wasn't even done with the story. And he starts laughing. And I'm like, you okay? Yeah, man. He says, you have no idea how many other people this happened to. I said, so you're cool with it? He goes, oh, yeah. He said, just make sure you get the key next time. I'm like, well, duh, of course. If there's going to be a next time, midnight to freaking six, why don't you bump me up? Come on. 
So yeah, he That's laughed. Great. He laughed. I was so thankful for that. I was. And I think what happens here, a lot of people who have ever been in radio will be nodding like crazy at every story we tell. Sometimes I think oh, so, dude. I remember the you know the 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 one who threatens you every time he wants to hear a song. Oh yeah, or you know whatever it is, or the blue door story. Well, or see, yeah, whatever I'm, it may be, and and yeah. if not, then this is what happens in radio. Yep. Everywhere. We want to see those emails. Yeah. It can make for really interesting freak mail conversations. If, if you remember it, what's it? It's T Man. Oh, oh, Lord. T Man and John at gmail.com. John, J O H N. How can I make it easier? 123 at gmail.com and make the password 123. There would've, you go. Would have been good. Yeah. But great. You, know, you didn't. You already set it up. Nah, I already set it up. T Man and John at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up. That's it. Let us know. Tell us uh, uh, what you want to what you want to talk about. Whatever, tell you, man. Tell your friends about the uh, podcast. We'll be doing probably two a month, one every other week. Because I don't know that uh, I could. Well, now that I've heard his stories about what he likes he, musically, he, he the thinks, Carpenters. He thinks there might be more soft rock stories. Yeah, and, and I don't want to hear that every week. Scared. I don't, I don't think you want to hear that every week. I love my as I love, a listener. I love my Carpenters. Well, you do. They love the heck. Are you kidding? We got people who love Terry Jacks listening to this, right, uh, uh, Tony? And there you are, just you know throwing well, it down. Let them get mad at me for not liking Terry Jacks. Out. I'll tell you what else. One of the more current songs. Well, it's not really current now, but. Remember when The Secret Garden by Bruce Springsteen was out? Yeah. That was another one. Do, do, do. Out. Out. Done. Over. I smashed the button. It doesn't work anymore because of all these crap songs that I'm having a bail out of. Next thing I want to ask you next time. Okay, we got to get that story about payola. Yep. I'm writing this down. All right, write that down. This is not just tease for tease sake. This is tease because I want to know the answers. Okay. Payola. Yep. Uh, songs. That you never, that you probably played three times a shift, twice a shift at least, that you never got tired of hearing. Okay. Never. That okay. You, that you never. Is there a song? It's that, a small list. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's a small list. But of because our listeners hear, you know, like a tenth of those that yeah. we heard every time. Right. So they had their own little burn and fatigue on it. Yeah. But were there was there ever a song that you never got tired of playing? And even now, when you hear it, you still think. Yeah, that's still a good song. Yeah. And I, it, what's really weird with me, I don't know if you feel this way or you think this way, um, when you hear those songs, you remember exactly where you were when you played them and what the studio looked like. What it smelt like sometimes. Well, I'm not going there. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them were nasty. Well, yeah. They, that was back in the day you could smoke in the oh, studio. Dear. Cigarette smoke, yeah. a combination of cigarette smoke in the in the 70s and 80s. And uh, Coca-Cola c- on the side of the board. And, and, and somebody's incense. Oh, yeah. Like like they thought the patchouli was going to drown out the smoke smell. Yeah, no, nasty. Yeah. It was, and it just, but anyway, those are the sounds and smells and things that people have. I know yeah. people have those sensory issues yeah. where when they hear something, and like some people hear words and they can see a color. I mean, that's like a real thing. That is a real thing. And yeah. so the yeah. same thing happens, especially when you hear sounds. I remember smelling, being able to smell a shirt. This I smelled the shirt. It's, a, it's like rayon. It was some God knows DuPont chemical shirt. <laughs> Made you know that they probably had to dispose of with hazmat suits and had like max headroom on the front of it or something. <laughs> it was before then. It was like it was like rayon bayon or oh. nothing nothing in nature. Bayon. I, I made That's that. not a chemical, is it? Not not not, a, not, not anymore. Yeah. Since the FCC got a hold of it. Yeah. They, and they so, thought it was rayon and misspelled it. <laughs> and so I smell that shirt. It smelled had its distinct smell when I hear. Um, oh wow. Uh, when I hear crimson and clover. 
The Tommy James Tommy or the James. Joan Jett? No, Tommy James. Oh, okay. I, I, I couldn't stand the Joan Jett. Brand. Yeah, I see. Okay, I'll agree with you there. Are we going to end on a good note that we agree on? I'll agree we, with you there. We, we take Tommy James over As Joan long Jett. as you play Patrice Russian again, you go right ahead and I'll be a happy guy. I accidentally play Julie Andrews again. No, see. This song, How It Didn't Get Higher, the number 23 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1982 is beyond me. Was that a huge, uh, was it a huge... Huge R&B. R&B hit? Yeah, huge. Because I know we played the crud out of it by the time I got to we 95. Did. We were still we playing did. it. We did. Great song. Yeah. Hey, we'll see you next time, all right?